Hey there, it's Lisa Clark, and we're excited that you've joined us today. Chrissy and I had the awesome privilege to talk with Andrea Crumb about her new ministry to equip women to speak out biblical truth. And it was very convicting, I'll have to say. Genuine Women Ministries is her new ministry. She is engaging the culture and she's teaching women how to engage the culture. And it's just a really solid interview that we had with Andrea. Uh, Excuse some of the technical difficulties. It was one of those days, you guys, but we hope that you can enjoy this episode and be encouraged and also just it might spur you on a little bit. So enjoy this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to another edition of The Wonder Podcast. My name is Chrissy Dunham, and I am here with my good friend, ministry partner, and co-host, Lisa Clark. Woo! What an introduction. Hey, Chrissy, what's going on? Well, Lisa, I'm sweating. Um, But other than that, things are great. Many of you know that um, our daughter has opened a new boutique in town. So we are running around with our tongues hanging out in this heat is not helping me at all. But I am thankful for air conditioning. I just thought today I go from air conditioning of a building to air conditioning in my car to air conditioning in my home. And I'm so thankful and grateful that I live in a place where there is air because Lisa and I have been to areas where there's not a lot of air and it's not fun. Yeah, I I think the same thing too, as we sit here in our air conditioned homes, how grateful and thankful I am for that, especially on these 102, I think is factor or whatever they call it. Yeah, the The heat heat index index. outside. So it gets toasty here in Texas. If you're listening from some other place like Colorado, we salute you. And that is a wonderful place to live in the middle <laughs> nice and cool. We're excited right. about today. We are so excited about today. We have got uh, someone on the podcast we want you all to hear from. Andrea Crum is our guest today. And Andrea and I had a great conversation just catching up. Uh, we sort of knew each other when she was at church with us many years ago. And, and so I got a chance to have coffee with her and catch up. And Chrissy knows her too. And she's launched this great new ministry. And so we were like, let's have her on the podcast and hear about what she's doing. And there was something, there's something, we're going to talk all about what you're doing, Andrea, but there's something about you wanting to equip women to basically embrace the culture with biblical truth. And that's what kind of hit me. Tell us where you got there, how you landed on this. Just fill us in on on how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. It's been a really fun and sometimes daunting journey for sure. But uh, I was in corporate America for 25 years. I got to a point through a series of events where I was looking at life going, okay, what is it? What is next, Lord? And I really decided I wanted to be more intentional with what I was doing. I always had these dreams about what I would do one day when I retired, that sort of thing. But just started realizing I wasn't really on the path to making any of those things happen just because I hadn't been really intentional with how I was thinking about my career and my journey. So I started praying and uh, went on to start a women's leadership development company. And through that, really depending on the Lord, I really felt like he was actually calling me away from that and actually calling me into full-time women's ministry in order to help equip women to speak biblical truth in our culture today, speak biblical truth with love in our culture today. It really came, it was kind of interesting. It really came from a conversation I was having with my husband. I uh, was always wanting to 
write a book called uh, The Real Feminist, The Rising Up of Godly Women, and really reframe the conversation around feminism and really talk about what does that look like from a godly perspective. Um, I had been in corporate America. Uh, We didn't have traditional family roles in our house. So um, I was the one that was working. My husband was a stay-at-home dad. Uh, so I definitely understand the value that women can bring to the workplace and value that. But I also respected my husband as the spiritual leader of our home. I believe that life begins in the womb, that marriage is between a man and a woman, and that gender is fixed um, at birth. And so all of these different things that our culture um, tells us that uh, if you believe in strong women, you also have to believe these other things. And so really wanted just to write something that was counterculture from that perspective. And I was talking to my husband about it again. I had talked to him about it before, but it was just a moment when I had this realization that that's what I was going to do. I was going to help raise up women and and, and, and help train women who um, had this same ideology to think about how are we going to raise up our own children and our own thought process around biblical truth in our culture today so that we don't succumb to what's going on around us. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot. I'm sitting here just stressed out over all the issues. As you're talking, I'm running through all of the things that have just popped up in our culture. Yeah, the the things that are coming against us today, and specifically, I think the church is one, it's the realization that maybe so many in the church weren't as strong and biblically rooted to begin with. And because of that, the culture that we're in today has really influenced a lot of the ways that we think and a lot of ways that we are um, bringing up our children. So I think that's one of the things that I see impacting us today. The other thing I think that is impacting us today is we uh, don't realize that we can love people without accepting, celebrating, and tolerating the, the, the different decisions that are being made. We don't know how to do both truth and love at the same time. So the way I look at it is truth without love is discord. It's what causes that friction, those walls between us, but love without truth is deception. It's a lie. It's, it's not giving somebody the full truth of um, what God requires and expects of us. And so that would be another thing that I would say is really challenging us today as well. And then I think the last thing I would say is this feeling that we don't have a voice or that we can't speak up and share what we need to share uh, for fear of losing friendships, for fear of losing family and connection. Um, And so we don't speak up at all. And so a lot of times we say we have been silenced, but at the root of it, we've really self-silenced ourselves uh, because we don't want to maybe deal with or or feel the consequences of what might happen if we do. But don't you think, Andrea, that, I mean, I know that I've walked in these shoes. I mean, the woman you're saying is that's afraid to say anything and because she might be ostracized or made to look like she's not loving all of those feelings that we have when you when you really start to address some of these hot topics, which you mentioned, you know, you're going to have resistance. Well, my inclination is not to step into that fire. And so <laughs> yeah. what do you say to that woman? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, what I say to that is that oftentimes when we are building relationships with folks and we're having these conversations, we, we do try to step into those hot topic conversations. And what I really teach is that there are four components of truth that we really need to understand, articulate, and understand why they're important um, biblical principles that help us to navigate different conversations. Because at the end of the day, so many times we want to have a conversation about as you know, one of the hot topics, but if somebody doesn't believe that we're made in the image of God, if someone doesn't believe that we are naturally sinful, um, then having those other conversations isn't really the right place to start because it's a moot Uh, point. You kind of have to wait till you built this relationship or, you know, what, what ground you're, you're walking on, I guess. Absolutely. That is, that is the number one thing it's building the relationships and, and understanding that these are long-term relationships. A lot of times we want to say everything we want to say in one fail swoop and forget that we have time. You know, we have time to develop those conversations and we have time to understand the other person's perspectives because a lot of times we want to just share what we have to say instead of listening to the perspective that's coming back to us. I know often when I talk to women, it's, it is enlightening to hear the perspective they have of Christians or they, the, this perspective they have about certain things. And it's helpful to understand where they think, Hey, you say this, but you're, you also say this, and I see hypocrisy in that. And so how do you, yeah. how do you bridge that together? And so it's good to have those different dialogues. Yeah. When you talk about the four truths, can you share those with us? Absolutely. So uh, the four biblical truths that I teach on are one is the gospel and teaching about the gospel from the beginning in Genesis one, all the way to Revelation 22. It's the whole of the Bible. It's the good news of the whole of the Bible, meaning that we are made in God's image. And then what happened was the fall. Uh, Then we have Jesus who redeemed us. And then we have restoration when Jesus comes back. So it's talking about the whole picture and the comprehensive gospel. Uh, That's one truth. The second truth is the character of God, who is God. Uh, A lot of times in our culture, we hear God as love, which is a, it's true, but it's a uh, misunderstood truth. So we need to understand what does it mean when we say God is love? Uh, A lot of times we put our own opinions on what love looks like and not realizing that God is holy. He's filled with grace. He also administers justice. And there is a bit of wrath there too. So understanding the character of God from that holistic perspective. And then the next one is the inerrancy of the Bible. It's the the fact that the Bible is wholly true, both from an historical account and then from an accuracy perspective. And then the last truth is that following Jesus is the narrow way. It's the narrow way. It's not the broad gate. Um, So it's really understanding that as well and understanding that To be who God has created us to be in this particular culture moment, it is going to be challenging for us. It's not going to look like it did in Jesus's day for us, but it certainly means that it's going to be uncomfortable at times for us. Do you have a situation in your own personal life, Andrea, where you spoke biblical truth to someone and they heard it and received it? Yeah, I do. And it was actually uh, one of the most uh, heartening ones for me was is a really good friend of mine who attended one of my retreats. And it was I was talking about this, I was talking about the fact that in our culture today, uh, a lot of times, you're actually hearing that people are saying the greatest commandment is uh, love your neighbor as yourself, Uh, or at least it's articulated in a way of that's the greatest commandment, but the greatest commandment is actually love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And then the second greatest commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. And so 
there's this um, turn where people are kind of putting uh, love your neighbor above loving God and then putting God below that. And I was talking about that concept. And I have a friend who is just a a dear, dear friend of mine. And uh, she was, she was talking about how that, that is their, their belief in their family is that love is love. And and, and, and everything that that means from a culture perspective, when we hear people say love is love, that's, that's what, you know, she believes. And so um, it was really convicting for her. And so uh, she actually shared how she went and um, made some changes in their family to start looking at the Bible as the truth and what God says as the truth and looking at it from that perspective, not going to change the way she loves people because she, she's loving people the way, uh, the way Jesus uh, would have her love them. But she but it's changing her context for how she understands that love. I love that. You focus on women in the workplace and the community. Everybody is engaging culture in terms of by the people that they're, that God's put in their lives. So whether it's their family, whether it's their friendships, whether it's people they see at school, um, their neighbors. So it impacts all of those different areas. And the number one thing I think that any, any of us should be doing is really to be engaging our children first, teaching them. Um, So that is the first thing because they're, our children are walking into a very different uh, world and environment than we did. And we're having to talk to them about things that are much more basic than, than we even had to think about uh, when we were younger. And so uh, first I would say it's the home, it's with the children. And then next it's, you know, just those um, close friendships that you have, those people that you might have a lunch with, or you see at church or you grab a coffee with, and it's starting to really have those, those bigger conversations, because one of the things that is important for us to realize too, is that our mission field is also inside the church. So even though we might be sitting next to people that we think and assume are believing the, the biblical way, it's not necessarily the case. I've been reading research recently where only six to 15% of people of Christians actually hold a biblical worldview. So there's a lot of areas that people are believing and thinking in different spaces that aren't necessarily a biblical worldview. So um, so it's just really engaging that uh, whoever is in your sphere of influence, engaging them and building those deeper conversations. It's true. And I think, you know, that's how Jesus did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. you know? So I think that's a great That's a great word. So what does your ministry, Andrea, look like just on a daily basis? And I know that um, I saw on social media that you did a retreat recently. What is is the ministry? How is it unfolding for you? Yeah, it's such a great question because it is a newer ministry. So right now I'm finalizing my Truth and Love curriculum. Uh, that I'll be sharing uh, on an online study this summer and then um, with some folks in my church uh, this summer as well, and then hopefully making uh, it more widely available from there. Um, So that's how it's shaping up from that perspective. And then I also uh, do women's retreats, as you mentioned, and take women to uh, Sky Ranch, which I know, Lisa, you're a good fan of Sky Ranch as well. And there I have three different studies that I do. The first one is the Kingdom of God. And it's really understanding 
the gospel from the the four different phases that I mentioned at the very beginning. And then it's kingdom culture. What does a culture look like when we're focused on uh, what would the kingdom of God's culture look like? And how does that how does that give us a good perspective of what our culture should look like today? And then the last one is kingdom builders. So how do we go out and uh, go into our workplaces or in our homes and our communities and really restore culture from the ground up? You have to be confident, you know, to do this. And you do as a person, you personally, but as a woman, being confident to share the gospel and I and I and to reframe how someone's thinking biblically, right? And I know the Holy Spirit does that, but we need to be conduits for that and to speak up in, tr- in truth and love. And I think so many of us, I know over the last year and a half, I think so many people have tried to splatter all over social media, how they feel about things, how they feel about God, how they feel about the Bible. And I think we need to remember that relationships are the better way of getting anything across. It's a personal conversation. It's copies. It's meeting with people. The social media seems to be everybody's go-to for doing anything, for letting the message out. And I think that should be our last resort. What do you think about that? I I really agree with you there. I think that a friend and I were just talking about that, how we don't change anybody's mind, you know, and social media. And it's, it really is a way for us to share what we believe, um, to be light. You know, it should be a way for us to share what we believe and to be light. And in some cases to engage in productive conversation, I just posted something the other day and, you know, had someone come back and share a different perspective, but it allows us to have that dialogue. Um, So if you do it, if you do it in that kind of truth and love, you know, perspective, it, it can allow those conversations to take place. But in general, the place where there's really going to be impact is that one-on-one relationship. And when somebody knows that you care about them, you know, that you really do care about them and, and you know, they care about you. And so it's a safe place to have that conversation. So I totally agree with you. Yeah. I love what you say about the church and that uh, sometimes there's even people that may be sitting next to you that may not agree with all that you're talking about. And we started a Bible study last night And the opening line was, you have to spend time in the word of God. You have to do the work. You have to understand what the Bible is saying to live a successful Christian life. And that comes in our words and our actions and our thoughts. Just talk about that for a minute, just for someone that's listening that may not know exactly how to get to know the Bible. What are your tips on how to read it, how to understand it when you're talking to women? You know, tell us, since that's the basis, and that's what you said a while ago, is the inerrancy word of God and all of that. Tell us and our listeners, what's a great way that you would suggest learning the Bible and spending time with the Lord and actually doing the work? What are some tips? So the the, the main tips, um, as you mentioned, is absolutely critical for us to be in the word. And if we do want to share truth and love, that's where we have to start. Uh, we have to start with our own relationship with the Lord, because uh, if we don't, then either truth or love is not going to come out in those conversations because we have to have that basis and that foundation. And so for me, it really started with um, just the the daily quiet time and the time reading the word. I'm really now working through the Bible more chronologically. 
I think that that's very helpful, especially for the Old Testament to understand how things connect. Um, so I think that that is very beneficial to do. Um, I don't have a chronological Bible, but I'm just looking at where, you know, where you can Google it, you know, and kind of find where um, the chronological order of, of reviewing the Bible should be. So that's been very helpful. And really just taking that time. I'm also, I know you guys have done it as well, but I'm doing the Massar study. Uh, right now with your friend Carmen. And so I'm very excited about that and learning more about the Hebrew roots of the word. Um, So I think there's different things you can do, but I definitely think starting out is really just finding that time and then starting from the beginning. And I think that that is helpful. Understanding, I know so often we start at Genesis 1 and we kind of stop at Genesis one sometimes, but there is so much about the Christian faith that starts in Genesis one that helps us to understand why we were created, what we were created for, who created us, all of those different pieces that are so essential to the Christian faith. And so I do think starting at the beginning is really essential so that we can understand how the whole symmetry of the Bible works together. Well, and especially if you're talking about these hot topic issues and really understanding them, you have to know Um, what God did from the beginning Mm -hmm. and that everything was purposeful. Everything had its place. God is a God of order. And so when you're, if you want to talk confidently about these issues and into people, and really the goal is not just to engage in conversation. The goal is to present the character of God and how much he loves us and what he did for us. The goal is the gospel. And so you do have to start at the beginning to understand why we needed Jesus to come. And Absolutely. so it's such a good, uh, that's a good plan because that is the goal is to start from the beginning. It also gives you confidence as you share when you know a little bit about the Old Testament. I think it does kind of uh, stop us in our tracks sometimes, women and men, on saying too much about our faith because we don't feel like we know enough and we're afraid we're going to get, you know, asked a question we're not going to know the answer to. And I think, you know, most people are very understanding of that. They're just wanting, I mean, every one of us wants truth. Every one of us has a hole in our heart that needs to be filled by Jesus Christ. And so if we're the one that's willing just to step up and say, you know what, ask me anything. All I know is what Jesus did for me. And I know his word is true and it's helped me. It's transformed my life. If I don't know the answer, we will find it together. Don't you think we can just be vulnerable in that aspect too, and not feel like we have to be, have to know everything. Absolutely. I think that you're absolutely spot on as to why um, it stops many people from moving forward in those conversations. And, and that's why even in the framework that I've created in the truth and love study, it's a framework that helps you to identify what are their um, topics or where their concerns might be in a really easy to way, easy to, to figure out way. Um, Because I think it is hard for us to go, okay, wait, what, what is it that they're saying? And, and why is that important? And how do I figure out what my response should be? But yes, we have to be able to say, I don't know, or let me find out, let me come back to you. And that's another way just to continue that relationship forward and continue those conversations. And as you practice, you'll get better at it. And I think that's the thing too, is we have to understand that sometimes we're practicing. (laughs) Sometimes we're practicing. Absolutely. And I love what Lisa said, because nobody can argue your story. Mm -hmm. You've experienced it. You know that. And nobody can argue that. You have the facts. You can't argue facts. So I love that. Just telling people your story. Mm -hmm. So Andrea, tell us, we're, we're running out of time here, but tell us how someone can get a hold of you or how they can get involved in your ministry and how you can help people out. 
Excellent. So I would love for folks to come to my website, andreacrum.com. That is C-R-U-M.com. And uh, to sign up to get my email updates, because that's where you'll be able to hear when my Truth and Love study comes out, uh, when the re- women's retreats are, all of that great information. So would love for you to connect with me there. And also on Instagram, uh, my handle is andreacrum 7 and uh, that's where I'm, I'm primarily active. Well, we are thrilled that you joined us today and it's just such good stuff. And I feel more confident just talking to you <laughs> because, you know, I think we just need to not be stopped. And the enemy would love to stop us in our tracks and make us feel like we can't make a, a difference and we right. can't engage in these, these situations or these conversations, but we can because God's changed our lives. And that's all. I mean, I think we just start there with exactly what Chrissy said, with what he's done in our life. Nobody can rebuke our story and just share the truth in love because that is what Jesus did. I mean, he did it all in the name of love. He laid down his life in the name of love, but he did not shy away from these hot topics. He went right into them and knew that God was with him and God is with us too. And he will deliver us. We need to not fear what could happen and not be afraid of rejection and all the kind of things that we that we just don't want to engage the culture because of all of the things that we don't want to do. We just, you know, fear kind of takes over and we don't want to um, talk about some of these things, but we've got the tools, God's word in, in his Holy Spirit. So good stuff, Andre, and we appreciate you being on and, um, and shout out to Carmen Schrader, who is now all of our mutual friends. <laughs> and uh, Andrea is doing her Musar for Life study that we did back, I guess it was um, a year ago now, Chrissy, that we did her 21 day Musar for Life training and uh, it's life changing. And so we know it'll be for you as well. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate it. If you like what you heard and were encouraged, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Because your recommendation for our podcast brings us great joy and it helps others find out about us. And if you are able to help support our podcast ministry, we would absolutely love that. You can go to chrissydunham.org and click the link to the party table. No donation is too small. We are so thankful for you. God bless.